we always say seat time is king. So sit on down and listen in to Motorsports Tech Talk with your hosts, Brian and Eric. Eric, how's it going? Good, man. Uh, coming back from break, so that's pretty hard to complain about, you know? How's, uh... Well, I guess definitely nothing to complain about on break, but now complaining about being back at work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Back, back to the old grind. Back yeah. to the salt mines, as they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, that's. Uh, I guess how was uh how was your break? Mine, that's that's a whole another conversation in itself. It was good. <laughs> it was. It was heavy. A lot of. A lot of activities. <laughs> mm-hmm. How was yours? Always. It, it was good. It was good. Yeah, just just saw the just the, the the parents and and then mostly just kind of relaxed around the house the rest of the the break did a got a little bit done in the shop as far as organizing stuff but not really anything directly on the vehicles unfortunately but um uh-huh. but i uh, did recently just uh actually just today uh, I got the final piece of the puzzle ordered for my uh, the, my sim rig. I got my graphics card for my computer. Dang, like it shipped? It's I ordered it from Best Buy, and basically because of how the graphics cards uh, are all out of stock everywhere in the entire world due to a combination of supply issues, cryptocurrency, and, and people, everyone building gaming PCs because uh, we can't go outside uh basically when you, uh, basically, so the, some stock came up on Best Buy I got it and then in order to claim it basically they they have to ship it to the store I think it's trying to prevent scalpers from just you know buying a ton sure they have to physically go to one location and they're limited to one or something like that so yeah but anyway well for whatever it's it. worth uh Ethereum is the only one that uses graphics cards Yes, and I know Ethereum is the one that's uh, kind of booming right now. Well, I mean, booming. a couple of them are, but yeah, yeah. My but anyway, my coin wallet's okay. Doing, doing <laughs> nice. enough about crypto. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, enough of that. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, so this um, uh, this. This this is a this is a new season here, season two we're calling it. Just I mean it's the it's a new, year. new year, new season, new me, maybe. Yeah, we're we're upgrading everything. Uh, I mean, I guess one thing we're upgrading is that we now have some uh, social some social medias, uh, some socials networks. Uh, you know, we do. We got we got an Instagram mm-hmm. uh, at Motorsports Tech Talk. Uh, we have a Facebook page, Motorsports Tech Talk. It's all it's all pretty straightforward. Yeah, you should, should be, be able easy to find. To find. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so this, Instagram will be we'll be announcing the episodes, releasing, maybe posting some some you know some side tidbits, some memes, that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, shit posting all the memes. Yeah, but yeah. this this is also I think our. Um, our first real, not, you know, practice or trial run, uh, thingamajigger podcast where we are not in the same room. 
Yes. Yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it remote, you know, to be, you know, more social distanced and everything. That's right. Really, but, uh, it's just because you stink. <laughs> yeah, and and also uh, the 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 setup at my place, so the little coffee tables and everything. It's not, it's not the uh, the optimal setup. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's decent, but you know, this way we can just do it after work. Maybe we can churn out some more of these. But uh, yeah, if anybody's wondering why maybe something sounds a little different or whatever, it's that's probably why. So. Yeah, not in the same yeah, place. So. so yeah, we're yeah we're we're upgrading, going over the the waves in order to, to bring this to you. So, you know, we we got all the technology here, not just motorsports tech, but uh, just tech, tech. We're just high tech all around. Yeah, real tech. Yeah, you can tell that so. by our crypto conversation we had. We're super into tech. <laughs> yes, yes, very much so. So. But anyway, so yeah, season one, or sorry, season two, uh, episode one. So this week, or at least for this episode, uh, we're gonna talk tires. I like the. What what, what are we talking about with tires, Scrim? Brian, you know, I thought we'd just kind of go over a very basic kind of overview of you know the the different forces that we we care about on the tire, and then. From there, expand into just going through everyone's favorite 200 treadwear tires. At least your budget enduro, some of your time attack classes, uh, and obviously your track days as well. Usually, 200 treadwear is kind of the go-to, or or in a lot of cases, mandated by the rules. So, yep. Um, we've got some experience racing on a lot of different uh, sets of them, as well as just doing a little research here and there, reading those. Uh, uh, grassroots motorsports tire test articles that kind of stuff uh, and yeah we'd like to just kind of talk give our uh, opinions slash experience on with a lot of the tires as well as talk about some, kind of some of the new ones coming out here really soon there's a there's kind of some new players in the market so kind of give our uh, initial thoughts on them and and uh, yeah th- our, our kind of our predictions on what's going to be the new go-to okay all right well so i can talk about tires all day and although we're not going to do it here we could probably make five to ten episodes specifically <laughs> about tires tire science people get their doctorates in it but um what do you want to what do you want to go over for for like an overview yeah, I guess just kind of a start. So, I mean, we we talked about camber last season. Mm-hmm. Go uh, go listen to that one. I believe it was episode three, if you're if you want to hear about camber. But uh, we touched a little bit on some of the tire stuff there. But I mean, so I guess to just uh, to form a basis here. I mean, usually when we're talking tires and the forces that we care about uh, acting through them. So, I mean, basically, you know the tire is the only thing contacting or the only connection between the road and your vehicle. So, you know, very important. Yeah. The most important probably. Yes. The most important. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's reacting all of those forces and G forces through that tire. So, you know, mainly you can break it up, you know, simply into your, your lateral, which is your, your cornering forces as well as your, and then your longitudinal or your braking and acceleration. Um, So, as as far as just talking about kind of different tires, 
uh, different tires will have uh, basically this different characteristic curve for lateral uh, for lateral forces which is lateral force versus slip angle which is the basically the it's the angle angle of slip between the tire and the road so when you add steering input you're gonna get induce a slip angle and then once the car kind of finds its new direction then it, the slip angle will go back to uh, zero eventually so kind of when you're in a once you you're gonna go through a slip angle it's gonna kind of equalize and then and then you know eventually you'll go back to zero once you're back onto the straight so that curve is what kind of dictates how a tire or at least it gives you if you're able to see this data in real time it would show you kind of why certain tires maybe feel a little more uh, I guess kind of peaky they 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 have a lot of grip and then all of a sudden it just falls off and then other tires might be very forgiving where they have a very large kind of island of of peak grip mm-hmm. um, so I mean generally that's what you're gonna find in those 200 treadwear tires since they are street tires right well and um, you know although you can tune your elastomer for exactly what you're talking about a lot of that comes down to construction, you know, uh, radial mm-hmm, versus mm-hmm. bias ply. And, um, you know, quite frankly, you only see that peaky type of tire um, either in specific racing applications, you know, so I don't mean like the Toyo Bro tire you can go buy. Um, but, you know, like what pro teams will get from Pirelli or Michelin whoever Mm -hmm. uh, supplying the series tire um that that same construction you can find other places in the world um so i'm not saying that's you can only find it in racing just at the limit of grip really is the only time you're going to see it in racing um Mm -hmm. that same construction is what they use for like retreads um you know so semi tires in the rear or um tires that they have on landing gear and airplanes so just mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. for durability and various reasons but but yeah I, I guess i just wanted to bring up that um although yeah. you can tune a tire for this it, it should be noted that uh the construction you know on really where the per- paths diverge um is really what's gonna define that characteristic okay okay yeah, and so, but but yes, I mean, if if you had billions of dollars and could uh, get tire data for all your different tires, you'd you'd be able to see kind of, you'd be able to compare kind of how their how their limit characteristics are, their their peak lateral grip, all that kind of stuff. But of course, as you know, as more club you know as club racers and track day goers and all that kind of stuff, obviously we're not going to worry about that. Uh, we're just going to kind of look for the one that kind of suits us best, gets us the best lap time, because ultimately the lap time is what kind of tells you what tires work best for you. I mean, yeah, if you can if you can isolate all other factors, that's, you know, it's a good way to 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 find what tire works best for you. But, mm-hmm. you know, because ultimately testing is always if, if you can't do all the analytical things, which most of us can't, we don't have the tools or the. We don't have the the CFDs and the FEAs and and all the all the fancy things and access to all these test facilities. 
end of the day, the easiest thing to do is just to go out and, and try it out. Right. Well, and you know, to, to that point, um, you know, I mean, I absolutely agree, but it, I think it's worth noting that, you know, tire manufacturers have supercomputers devoted to trying to characterize their tire with a mathematical model. And at mm-hmm. the end of the day, what does everyone use? Race teams, OEs, people with big budgets, they get tire data from a tire test facility, but that's just where they physically test the tire, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's what they base most of their decisions off of. So, you know, if you at home can just sign up to go to a track day and test the tire, obviously it's not the same. There's human error, especially when mm-hmm. driving. Um, you know, it's not yeah. going to be consistent, but that'll tell you what works best for you just as well as any other thing you can get, honestly, you know? Yeah. So, and, and honest, like, even if you had a grippy tire, but it's super peaky, maybe you can't drive that, right? You're not Lewis Hamilton or whoever. So, mm-hmm. uh, I just want to lay it on heavy that, you know, again, see time, but <laughs> go, go out and try what works best for you. And what works best for you is by definition, what works best for you, right? Your driving style. Um, you know, you're not, you may not be a superhero, right? But you and your car work best with X tire and you can figure that out. So, yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like, like we say, seat time is always important. So, um, I guess, but with, with that said, I guess the, the other parts of the, I guess, characteristic of the tire i wanted to talk about is i mean so there's also the longitudinal component so these can you know certain tires can be maybe uh i guess kind of better like you can have two tires that have the same uh lateral you know force versus slip angle curve but then have different longitudinal characteristics so Mm -hmm. basically maybe one although it they may be might be same in quartering. They can do the pull the same G's through like a skid pad, but when you go to brake, maybe another tire is going to be better. One tire is going to be better than another, basically. So, yep. Um, and that so, and that fore aft measurement is slip ratio. Yes. Right. So basically, the yeah, the same idea. It's kind of that that instead of a kind of the tire slipping on an angle, now it's kind of a ratio of the kind of the the RPM of the the wheel. And then the RPM, I guess the 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 speed of the the surface of the tire, and then the actual speed of the wheel, I guess you could say. So that that kind of slipping. So a hundred percent slip ratio would be you're doing a burnout. Yeah, I I guess I'd be a little careful with that definition. I guess it's um it's a ratio of like how the tire is acting at the front, um, where it meets the pavement to the rear, um. Yeah, I, I I guess I only outline that because if you compare the tire to the wheel, you know if your tire slips on the bead the whole time, you know, that, that would <laughs> yeah, be your true, yeah. definition of slip ratio. But you, nobody wants that. So <laughs> no, yeah, no. Sorry, yeah, you're right. So, but but yeah. So knowing those two things, and I guess one other thing I wanted to briefly talk about is uh load sensitivity Mm -hmm. so 
this is another thing that it, it's it's you really would need to get tired aid in order to quantify it but it's basically it it's it's as you add more normal force to a tire so as basically you add either vehicle weight whether it's the car uh loading you know weight transfer in a corner mm-hmm. or you know extra aero downforce or just your car is getting heavier or or you know you went from a light car to a heavy car having the more load sensitive a tire is the more it'll basically the grip will fall off as you increase the load because it's kind of like a diminishing returns as far as like if you're adding a ton of downforce eventually uh, the tire is gonna it's not gonna give you as much extra grip as the first you know 100 pounds of downforce as the the last hundred pounds, you know, and yes. when you have 2000 pounds or something. Yeah. So these, these tires will give you more grip with more vertical load, but it's less as the, the gain in grip is less each time you add, you know, I, um, you know, I, I guess I don't want to talk about like an integral, but like, you know, if you look at every hundred pounds you add, each time you add yeah. 100 pounds, you still get more grip. It's just less than last time. Um, yes. And th- I mean, so this um, is really what drives everything, honestly, right? This is why yes. you want less weight in a car. Because as you mentioned, you know, you load up a tire uh, due to weight transfer in a corner. Um, you know, the weight of the vehicle doesn't change. But now you're loading up the outside more than the inside. But you lose more on the inside than what you gain on the outside. Right? That's exactly what this is saying. Yep. And this is the reason why aerodynamics exists. Is because how do you get... We want that normal force. right? We want more grip out of the tire. But we don't want more weight. You know. So yeah. um, I guess this key... Um, you know, this load sensitivity that you're talking about is really key for all vehicle decisions. Um, yes, honestly, like this will cascade into every race car decision you'll make later. So, yeah. And then also it can, it can, I mean, it definitely can affect your tire decision. I mean, it's, it's hard. It's definitely something hard to quantify, but it it could just be, I mean, the easiest way to kind of. I guess find it through testing would be to yeah if it, try two different downforce levels uh, with two different tires basically and then find maybe the one is the one's faster at the lower downforce level but then the when you crank it up to the high downforce level maybe it's not as basically the difference in lap time isn't as much as you were expecting or something but yeah but ultimately I mean it, this is what kind of makes certain tires just better for certain applications but yeah and then it also yes. dictates the 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 pursuit of arrow the pursuit of light weight light weighting and yeah and in case anybody's getting any crazy ideas um for what you said about testing if i was trying to test or compare one tire to the next using two different arrow loads so same car let's just say you have adjustable arrow so you don't really know exactly what it's doing but you have two fixed positions so everything's still going to be the same, minus the tire. I would be looking at a skid pad for that. Hmm. Just because there's so yeah. many variables, um, you know, going around a track. I would 
I think a skid pad's the best way to grassroots style measure that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so but but ultimately like kinda all these factors just kinda come together into making people basically through experience recommend certain tires like at least on a on a grassroots level like the, yeah. you you could go on and you know do testing with your vehicle and figure out which one works best for you but a good place to start is to see you know what other people are using mm-hmm. um so with that said i thought we'd kind of go through all the kind of major contenders in the 200 treadwear category um and yeah i mean like we said this is applicable to your a lot of your budget enduros most of them are 200 treadwear limited uh there's a couple auto many autocross classes i believe um yep yeah and then some time attack classes as well kind of your street classes so so yeah i mean all those guys and the 200 treadwear category is kind of the i think because of a lot of these rule sets demanding them it, it it's a super it's kind of like a i think we're seeing kind of a tire war almost between all the manufacturers to come out with kind of the best stuff yeah, no, I uh, I absolutely agree, and it, it's kind of uh, it's really interesting. It's kind of funny because that treadwear is uh, self-appointed, the treadwear yes. ratings. So they all give it to themselves. So that's why sometimes you get these tires where you're like, ah, that's that's not two hundred treadwear, but <laughs> it meets the rules, I guess. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, we can talk that about that real quick. Like, uh, my understanding is is that they basically set treadwear based off of, it's basically a, it's a wear rate over a, a certain number of miles. But a lot of times, this is like, this is just driving in a normal condition. This isn't like racetrack pummeling the tire. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, maybe this tire can easily do, you know, three thousand miles and do you know one sixteenth of an inch of wear or whatever it is uh, that they determine. Uh, is their 200 treadwear level, but yeah, ultimately it doesn't really reflect into the conditions that you might be do you know using it in, right. in an autocross or a race. Mm-hmm. So if anything, I mean, treadwear can be somewhat. I think it's more useful to compare between uh, tires within a brand, a single brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it kind of it just kind of delineates, you know, differentiates their you know this tire is their more performance focused one this one's their more all season that kind of thing so yeah i I think it's uh the treadwear rating isn't a good comparison if you actually care about on-road miles you're gonna get out of a tire it's not a good comparison between different manufacturers but um i don't know let's say a bunch of different rules say you need 180 treadwear or more and all of a sudden you have a specific class of tire, then it's a reasonable thing to compare against because it's what you're allowed to have in that race series. So, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, Scrab, uh, Brian, tell me, <laughs> <laughs> tell me what you see with those, those tires. Which uh, yeah. yeah. So like, uh, I guess the one I always like to start with is, is one of my, one of my favorites is the the good old Bridgestone RE71R? It's, it's a good one. The, it's it's the go-to, or at least it was, uh, in, over the last several years for for autocrossers, um, and 
and that and that's kind of that's always uh, that's kind of a lot of these tires are kind of separated into that kind of autocrosser focused tire versus track focused tire um basically meaning since autocross is a lot lower speed and a lot shorter duration a lot of times these autocross kind of marketed or focused tires are just a lot stickier a lot softer mm-hmm. uh, and just ultimately a lot grippier so well and those re 71 mm-hmm. i was just gonna say i think those those autocross ones are really focused on getting up to temperature faster that too, too. that too yeah that's that's very important and when you're just, you know, you're doing a 30 50 to 50 second run or something and mm-hmm. you're just sitting in line before that. So, so yeah, I mean, there, there's, because of that, those tires end to, tend to be, uh, as far as in a, in a racing or in like an endurance racing situation, they tend to wear quite a bit faster. So RE71 is kind of that poster child of, uh, the tire that you want to run for that, that extra time, especially in endurance racing, but you're going to be probably changing them out a lot more often. Um, in my experience and in, in driving a couple of different cars that use them, um, uh, one was a, a front wheel drive Altima. Uh, that one, it, it really depends on the track a lot of the times. Like uh, a track like Pittsburgh is really tough on tires. It's very abrasive. A track like mid Ohio is a lot kind of, it's a lot slipperier. So you don't usually wear the tires too much there. So mm-hmm. Depending on it depends on track. Uh, I guess uh, at last year at Daytona, we were running those tires and uh, on this Altima, and it. I believe I believe it went through a front, like basically at the halfway through a fourteen hour, we had to change fronts, but I believe the rears last the whole time. So that was definitely one of our better, one of the better tire tire wears. I guess their wear rates I've experienced with RE71, but I've also seen some cars that can potentially burn them out, especially kind of heavier front wheel drive cars um, mm-hmm. or your heavier rear wheel drive cars can, can sometimes even burn them out in like three, four hours, at least, Sure, you know, one axle. Well, and the, I don't want to beat a dead horse and certainly if there's some demand for, we can make more tire specific tire sciency uh mm-hmm. posts later but that just goes back into the exact same thing of load sensitivity right you're putting more yes. weight in getting less out um effectively you're losing efficiency right yeah um you know all that energy needs to go into something all that you're putting a lot of work into the tire and it's going to turn into heat yeah so yes yeah, and then and that kind of talks to just the compounds of these tires. Some some just yeah they can't really take as much heat, uh, you know, as as others. And and it can also be a function of of, of tire sizing as well. That's I guess another thing to to point out here. Mm-hmm. Um, some tires uh, like the uh, Hankook RS4 have become really popular not just because of uh, their wear rate but also the sizing they, they come in the very uh, very popular at least for the endurance racing scene the the 24515 so yep. so you know if, if what tire you, you want to choose can also you know be it can be influenced on basically the, the wheel that you can fit or you know the wheel and tire you can fit 
on your car or basically or or are willing to to get because you know you can go to a super wide 18 inch wheel and tire but you know the price of those goes up quite fast yeah a lot um that that is an interesting note because i think at some point especially in uh i just call them crap can series but you know the budget Mm -hmm. endurance racing series um you know, maybe I, th- I think you'll reach a point where you have some little power that putting more tire on doesn't really help your lap time, mm-hmm. but it might help that tire live a little longer. You yes. Know? Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's definitely a very important consideration. Like if you can only fit a 205 RE71 in your car, uh, but you, you know, you weigh, 3,000 pounds, like, I think you're going to struggle to make that survive or, or to justify using that. But, you know, if you can fit a 255 or even, like, you know, a 275 or something, then that's when it starts. It, it potentially can work really well. So, you know, I think that's and that's one reason why I think some people will be like, oh, man, it, I, these things wear out in, like, two hours. And then other people will be like, oh, I can make it go a whole 10-hour race or something like that. So, you know, sizing sizing it proper, properly is important for for wear rate at least but yes like th- there can be a point where if you're putting 355 wides on your your miata it could yeah you could you could basically because of the i mean so, sometimes it's hard to directly compare but um because i mean your your, your wheel is going to be a lot heavier your tire is going to be a lot heavier so more rolling know, resistance more uns- like rolling resistance unsprung mass and then yeah potentially I mean, to to fit those on a Miata, I imagine they're, they're just sticking out, so that's also <laughs> going to be a huge drag penalty. Yeah. So, but but yeah, so it, it what what size you can fit is a, is also very important when when choosing uh, your tire. But um, but I guess the the next one I kind of talked about a little bit. My other favorite, uh, kind of my favorite budget tires, the the good old Hankook Ventus RS4. Oh, those seem to be um, very popular. Yeah, especially especially in the, your budget endurance racing, it's 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 it was a big upgrade over the RS3, and, and they found this the the holy grail of basically making it wear less, but then it was faster than the RS3. The, so it was just kind of free speed in a way, because they also didn't really change prices. They're they're one of the more affordable tires. Yeah. So it was is is kind of it blossomed uh, into. Uh, I mean, we kind of talked about it in our in our uh, episode four with the, some of the champ car dramas. But, you know, like t- when tires, when new tires come out, like that can create some of that speed creep. And I think the RS4 was kind of responsible for that because most, most, a lot of these teams, more budget-oriented teams were already running maybe a Hankook. And, and just once that tire came out, it was, it was just very nice. I know uh, one of the teams I raced with for a while, uh, GWR, they were uh, running the Maxxis tires, um, which also came in that nice 245-15 size. But uh, the problem they were finding was uh, they had to shave them because basically it was when they had full tread, the, it, it, there was kind of hot spots on it that they were getting, and it would chunk. It would start to chunk the like, – basically complete chunks would come off of the tread tread and, and – uh, greatly reduced the life of the tire and 
also would start to feel not so good while driving it. So it was, it was faster than their old uh, 200 205 with setup that they had, but they had the shaving. It was kind of a pain. So once the RS fours came out, uh, switched to those and it was immediately, it was like dependent on the track, but it was immediately like, it was, it was a little bit faster. I think around a second, depending on the track faster, uh, than the, the, the Maxxis VR ones. Uh, but then also the wear was just so much better right. and they didn't need to be shaved. Yeah. The, so. the RS4s are pretty great. I know quite a few cars that can run them for the whole day, maybe even the whole weekend, you know, if it's a seven plus eight race with a champ car or whoever. Um, yeah, you know, they're not as fast as the RE71 Mars, but they come in more sizes and they last way longer and they still seem to be on the faster side of what's available for the 200 treadwear tires. So, yeah, they're, they're a pretty common choice and it's I mean, kind of easy to see why they're, they're decent. You know? Yeah, I mean they're they're definitely not the best choice for say an autocrosser. That's for sure. No. They take a little while to get up to temperature, and I have found that they do heat cycle out if you kind of use them too many times. I, mean, I, I imagine that's one of the few tires where I've gotten I've had raced with teams that used them enough to to see that. But um, but a lot of tires will heat cycle out, but some not as much as others. Um, just quick example the the spec tire for nasa spec miata which is the toyo rr they tend to really not heat cycle out and potentially are, are better uh, on high heat cycles on lower grip tracks so but but that you know that's something you're gonna have to figure out after running a tire for a long time uh, but it's it's definitely a consideration if you're trying to get you know the most bang for your buck right i mean for the rs4 i've seen i think the Huggins Racing, they've won the VR24 at least twice now, uh, running the RS4 basically the whole entire race, just, I believe, just one set. I, I'm not 100%, but my I believe just one set. I think maybe even uh, R-Bank, too, and their Saab ran basically one set. Maybe they had to change some fronts, but, uh, but yeah, you can you can make them last really long time uh, if you, you know, if you got your sizing right and mm-hmm. and you're not kind of overdriving them uh one thing i found and honestly with most tires uh both re71 and the rs4 i found you know you start to overdrive them they kind of grease up for a lap or two and you 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 basically need to slow down to get them to recover yeah um maybe the re71 is a little more susceptible to that than the rs4 but um but yeah so so that yeah, RS4 is just it's just a great choice for kind of that longer longer durability, but still great performance as far as endurance racing goes. Sure. Um, and yes, yeah, so which which would probably make it a pretty good budget track day tire too to have some fun on. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, yeah, uh, for those cars that kind of do dual duty, it seems like it'd be a pretty good option. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and so I guess. Again, another tire we kind of touched on there was the the Maxxis. Um, so the the Maxxis, it I can it kind of its party piece was that two forty five fifteen size at least in the kind of endurance racing world. Um, 
and I, I'm sure a couple time attack classes and, and everything, but um, kind of as soon as uh, Hancock came out with theirs, it, it was kind of eclipsed. It, it it tends, I find it tends to wear, not just, if you can prevent it from chunking, which, you know, is, I've, uh, we've run it on our, our Lemons Volvo, and it, it didn't chunk, but it did wear a lot faster uh, when it didn't chunk. So, mm-hmm. and it didn't seem to have, if anything, it has less, less performance, less time uh, than the RS4. So, but still potentially a, a pretty, it's, a, it's a still an okay budget option um, as far as, it's more on the side of that little less way it's not it's it's more of your kind of track track day slash racing tire side than your autocross side okay but but definitely not not one of my favorites um sure i mean that based off what you said that's pretty understandable but yeah so but i I think you've uh on the gwr car that you already mentioned since we've already compared a few tires on that car you drove uh, with rival S's, right? Yes, yeah. So another another one that comes in that magical two forty five fifteen. It's kind of the theme here. It's it's the tire he ran. So I guess for those of you who don't know the GWR car, it's it's Greener Watson Racing. Um, they actually haven't uh, had their car out since I think last the, the Road America race over a year ago. Um, but uh, but basically it's it's a it's a BMW E30 and it's running a 245 wide tire and has a bunch of aero on it. So it's the you know stock M20 engine, but lots of aero. A very very grip focused car um, versus you know straight line speed. But yeah, it still does okay. But and then the other car that I have done a lot of events with is the is the the lemons volvo we have that we sometimes we do with champ car as well um and that one also runs that same 245 size so kind of a lot of my experience is is on those tires that come in that size but i also have a, a i've also i guess uh kind of been able to gather some info on the others but i guess the, the last one kind of on the list uh that i've used recently was that rival s so the Rival S is a little, it's a little tricky. Um, it's, it's one of those tires that can be, I know it's, it's popular among certain autocrossing classes. I, I think it, it tends to be more popular on the kind of heavier weight vehicles in some of those classes, just because it comes in very, very wide sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about it a little bit last season on episode four with the, um, good, bad and ugly Corvettes, the tire, it's the tire they run. How big was that um, one? It was good old 335 <laughs> yeah, front and rear. So, but when the, in the 245 size, uh, we first on the GIBR car tried it out at Watkins Glen and it was just like, it was like the, the magic, magic bullet there. It was, I, I, I believe we hit a sustained 1.7 G's on the tire. I mean, that, that car is set up for Watkins Glen and that tire in the weather, in that weather, which is, you know, in May. So it's, some it's a little cooler it's not super hot it uh it was beautiful it was, it was probably the fastest that car's ever been uh and where was okay i think if i remember correctly it's it's a seven plus seven i think we had to i 
think we might have had to change fronts halfway through, but more more as a precaution. Okay. So but, um, just as a quick interjection, how did you find the wear of the other tires, specifically at Watkins Glen? Because that's that's a track that's kind of known to be hard on tires, especially that left outside tire. Um, how how did it compare specifically at Watkins Glen? Yeah, so, I mean, previously, I believe they had run the RS4 the previous year, and um, I didn't drive that year, but from what I remember, uh, crewing with them, uh, I believe it it, it could go that full seven hours, no problem. I think probably they, I believe they put on a fresh set just to make sure they didn't have to change in the middle, and then just relegated those ones to to test or track day duty, but... um, but yeah, it, it was it was definitely the wear weight was higher uh, in those conditions, um, but the grip definitely was more as well. Uh, our I forget how much I think our fast lap was we we went one and a half seconds or so faster than the previous year, so it was it was a pretty good jump. There there were some other changes to the car too that 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 helped that, but uh, the biggest change was the tires and and basically that that first day at Watkins Land we were able to get the overall win there and i i definitely we only won by i think like 20 seconds or so so i I definitely say the the tire was was what we needed there yeah um but uh on the other end we then tried to use that tire at the vir 24 same car basically same setup uh that that same year and it was it was very hot, you know, 90 degrees. It's August, uh, VIR, yeah. Virginia, you know, just very hot, yeah. humid, sunny, and it did not like those conditions. I think I think our fastest lap, I don't even, I think we went a little bit slower. Okay. Um, but the biggest thing was the car drove much. It just, uh, for whatever reason, it seemed to overheat the rears a bit more than we've ever seen before. Because the car tended to be uh, very understeery at the limit, which made it great for endurance racing, very easy to to handle. But um, in this case, it was the first time I, I ever had oversteer problems, basically with that car, um, yeah. and it was enough for uh, one of the one of the drivers to put it in the wall during the the warm up session on the morning Oof. of the race. That wasn't uh, that wasn't fun. We got it back out there, but it kind of it kind of led to some problems down the road. But yeah, but yeah, it it definitely didn't want to work as well there, which is kind of what you expect from one of this is kind of more the rival S at least is more of your kind of autocross focused tire, whereas this the rival non S is more of your at least it seemed to be more towards your endurance and and just kind of track day tire or just street tire, um, but. In, in the right conditions, on the right track surface, it, it, at least at Watkins Glen, it was very good. It just uh, definitely in those hotter conditions, it fell short. So it just goes to show that, you know, one tire isn't going to be the perfect one wherever you go. Right. Um, yeah. And in, in the uh, in the professional, heavy quotes on professional, but in the professional uh, racing world, um, that's not an option. Right. So you change your setup. But it's cool that you can change your tire instead um, mm-hmm. with these endurance series. That, that's a huge, I mean, maybe it shouldn't be used as a tuning tool, but 
I would. I would use it as that. Um, <laughs> and it's it's awesome, right? I, I think it's really cool that you can change tires, uh, like manufacturers, and um, between these races, you know. Because mm-hmm. you can find yeah, so. like racing SRO and IMSA, you can find what the Pirelli's a little better at and what the Michelin's better at, and but you don't mm-hmm. really have an option, right? At yeah. different tracks. Yeah, so. so, so yeah, some of those big money LMP1 and L, uh, GTLM, they get to come up with different compounds for different tracks and even conditions and everything. But yeah, uh, I'm sure they, I'm sure they experiment with with that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, most of your m- most of your other classes, GT4, GT3, they're they're just stuck with what they get. Yeah. So moral of the story is, some of your in this case. Some of your endurance racing cars have more tuning capability with tires than GT3 than cars. Pros. So take that one <laughs> so, to the bank. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, but that's kind of, I guess, so the, the other tire, other tire I had experience with is kind of the pre-245 days was the, was the Dunlop uh, Dereza Z2. Now, yeah, Z2, it was... boy. That was kind of your RS4, I guess, of that era. It, it, it had it, it had very good grip, um, not as much as the RS71, but pretty pretty good, especially in endurance racing. Uh, but the wear was much better, and that was kind of the go-to tire during that time when when at least when GWR was running the two two hundred five. That was kind of the go-to tire, and I also really liked it too because there's one thing I haven't really touched on too much was kind of this. Uh, was also the, kind of how the tire feels, at least in, in steering. So the RE71 yes. uh, specifically uh, always f- has very good steering feedback. So it it just does it makes it it makes it feel it, it communicates kind of back with you a little more. It doesn't really have I'd say s- sometimes the RS4 and definitely the Arrival S has kind of a a dead zone when you once you exceed its peak, it kind of doesn't give you any more feedback. Um, so you can kind of keep cranking up your, your steering angle and you're not getting any more grip, but you kind of can't tell that you, it, it's not telling you that it's, it's done. I don't know. It's, it's just very 71 gives you great feedback and it, it makes it easier to drive. And it does seem to have kind of better turn in, um, which can kind of be related to, which we didn't really talk about, but basically it's the, the linear portion of the slip angle versus lateral force, the, the, called the, the cornering stiffness of the tire but mm-hmm. um it's kind of the initial portion of the the slip angle versus lateral force graph but that tire just from my experience seems to have kind of more of that cornering cornering uh, stiffness so it, it tends to turn in a little bit better and then it kind of communicates a little more with you when you're at the limit i found yeah um, so you think the and, star and spec twos had a comparable steering feel with the re71s uh yeah i'd say so i'd say so it, it it they felt nearly as good just just less grip but of course you can't buy that tire anymore because now there's the z3 which i think um i think definitely seemed to be a step back for them i think they went they went in to try to go for more of that autocross market because i mean you know autocrossers there's a lot of them and uh they, you know and they ball out people, on tires sometimes. They like, 
yeah so it's it's a good market to go for for sure I, i'd say it's probably larger than the kind of endurance racing and track day market um and yeah they went more for grip but they they didn't get there like no one you know no one wants to drive the tire that isn't the fastest but then also doesn't have its kind of special you know niche of you know like the rs4 of, of wearing really nicely so it 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 doesn't wear as well as say an rs4 but then it just doesn't doesn't have that really nice grip that the re71 has so mm-hmm. so it's yeah it's uh i haven't driven on the z3 but i've gotten a lot of i've talked to some people that that run, have tried to run it and they just yeah they they did not like it we were not fans and because of that i i hardly ever see them when i when I go to champ car races and, and whatnot right i really don't see them on cars um i mean honestly that's it's it's a shame to you know at least to me right because i had the i had the z2s on the uh you know track focus but whatever street a bull miata right um mm-hmm. and the z2s were i thought uh, you know, pretty much what you said, right? They they hit that mark pretty well. Uh, the steering feel was fantastic. Um, compared to new tires, they didn't have the grip, but they wear or they wore really nice. Um, and and you know, you felt like you could drive like a hero because you could feel uh, the limit of grip just all the time. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a shame that. You know, they sort of took a step back with the the Z3. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I mean, it, yeah. It could just be whatever they were kind of going for. Maybe they were focusing more on just kind of street ability too. That's, that's one thing. Like when you look at the tire rack reviews, they'll talk about like you know the loud, how loud a tire is. I think the RE71 is probably the worst, and by their metrics for like <laughs> you know tire noise or road noise and all that stuff. But it's like you know for a race car not even a yeah you don't care yeah you, you don't care so so you know maybe they they went for more streetable streetability and everything so you know and, and that can sell a lot of tires too it maybe i don't think you know people don't wear through them like uh like autocrossers do or like you know people in endurance racing but but yeah so it just uh just seemed to kind of miss the mark but um one tire that didn't miss the mark though uh kind of recent i think a year or two i think two years ago it came out or at least was re-released uh, but was, was the uh yokohama advan ao52 so i think it was originally a like a 180 tread wear uh, i think it was banned in a lot of classes and maybe an autocross and and uh and they basically they updated they added like another 32 one thirty second of an inch to the tread wear or something and then called a 200 or there you go and re-released it as as all you know brand new but uh based on you know what i've seen from some some guys using it in in champ car as well as the tire rack and uh grassers motorsports kind of tire testing stuff potentially can be um faster faster than the re71 and, and depending on your car and everything of course but uh, it's been, you know, I, I think I've seen some some of the top autocrossers start to adopt it in those 200 treadwork classes, and I've seen it, like I said, a few times in Champ Car. Um, uh, I remember uh, racing against uh, 
I can't remember. It was basically we were Road America running running that uh, Altima that I that I drove a few times, and um, we were racing against a Maxima and JSK, the JSK Maxima, and they were running the AO fifty twos the first day, and they they were just they had they definitely had the pace on us. Uh, they I, I know they I believe they're they're somewhat local to the track, so they're they know that place like the back of their hand and uh whereas a lot of us in the ultima were kind of either new or at least new to that car and they were just running circles around us until they unfortunately ran out of brakes but the second day i believe they switched to a different tire i can't remember which one maybe it was just an rs4 uh but they were they were considerably slower the second day uh, just making that switch and I've seen some teams run the AO52 and it's it seems to be very fast but potentially even quicker wearing than the RE71 which is what you'd expect with more grip kind of comes more wear most of the time sure um, so it, it's definitely if you if you want a ton of grip it's definitely a good place to look um, one thing to note that I that I uh, based on the tire rack results and I think some some watching some guys run it uh in champ car in the rain is it's not as good in the rain as the re71 and that's that's kind of a whole nother thing that we can you know you can get into too is uh when when you're racing in the rain some of these tires tend to be so much better like basically i mean from what i've seen re71 seems to be the best and as long as there's not too much standing water and where you need to switch to kind of a you know, 300 or even maybe even 400 treadwear if it's like a complete downpour. Um, I found RE71 definitely seems to be the best. It, I was in, blown in away by how awful RS4s are in the rain. Oh, yeah. it's They're very bad. Definitely stay away from those. I think Rival S's were similar. I mean, so, you know, some of that's going to be that tread pattern design. So mm-hmm. those types. It can be. Sort of. making sure that you you're running a, a newer tire that has you know has all the tread on it but yeah even just running a brand new rs4 in the rain it's it it does not it just doesn't can't build up enough heat to, to kind of get working where no. re71 with its autocross kind of design nature up to it um it could still get the heat in those low temperature yeah low tire temperature yeah low ambient temperature I mean, absolutely so. I, I wasn't even sure it was raining at first um, like you saw, like maybe two droplets on the windshield, you know, mm-hmm. could have been water from maybe another source. I don't know. Um, it was cooling off, and but as soon as that happened, like I locked those things <laughs> up going to the next corner, uh, like just totally not ready for it. They it really <laughs> lost all ability, uh, in the wet. Yeah. So that is something to consider, I guess. Yeah, so even though even though the Yokohamas are grippier in the dry conditions and in some cases it doesn't seem like it translates as well to the to the wet. Um part of it could be their their tread pattern is very aggressive in that there's it's it looks very much like a slick almost. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, it's uh, for whatever reason, it doesn't it doesn't seem to translate uh, in that case. Um, but but definitely, uh, I guess kind of one of the up and comers. It's 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 very pricey. So 
I haven't seen really many teams try it. It's for some teams it's been uh, sometimes they'll use it because you know maybe the RS4 is out of stock or something like that, and that's what they'd normally run. They want to try something new or, but I, I haven't seen too many teams really try it yet. It it does seem to to be wearing seem to be wearing even faster, so it it can be. Uh, yeah, definitely something to consider there, but definitely fast. Definitely another another fast one. Um, and then uh, I guess another another one. I guess that's kind of new as of end of last year, end of twenty nineteen. Was the the new Falcon, the new RT six sixty. Now the the previous Falcon, the six fifteen, I believe. 615k or I think there's there's two different versions of it through its kind of lifespan where yeah. the pattern was the same but the compound changed a little bit I think they they kind of softened it up for autocross and maybe made it a little worse but the the previous compound was it, it was just it was one it was another good budget option it, it was a drift to be bro good. option be honest that too it's drift bro as well as your budget like it, it's the it's even cheaper than the rs4 yeah. it does come in it does come in one size that that always interested interested me and that was the 275 17 um it's the only one that really comes in that that i've seen uh but that one's just a lot more expensive than the 255 so it's it's a little harder to swallow that one but uh but yeah i mean so but recently they came out with a new the tire, the RT660, and based on what I've seen so far, um, I mean, Grassroots Motorsports tested it, and they found it could potentially be basically right on par with the uh, RE71. I think some of the uh, Time Attack guys have, have also used it and to, to some success. So it looks like the wear, though, is still similar to the RE71. So, But I think so then kind of it's its party piece i guess is its cost it's it's cheaper than the re71 as well as its uh sizing it, it comes in i believe it has they have that 245 so kind of one thing i always wished for was a re71 and 245 and potentially the the new falcon can kind of can potentially get you there so that's one tire i'd, I'd really like to try out i've been hearing okay things i think the the one thing that's not super apparent to me yet is the wear is it is is how they're wearing so so yeah well i'm hoping to maybe be able to use that at some point this season um but yeah that's definitely one of the that's one of the ones to look out for um i guess another one to look out for uh that's pretty new is the the new nankang cr1 um I I haven't seen many people running this one yet. I, I think the availability was pretty low. I think maybe maybe COVID affected it, but um, mm -hmm. notably, I I, I saw uh, Jackie Ding and of of Grid Life fame uh, yes. running it on his Time Attack uh, Mark V Supra. Um, I remember I, I remember hearing there was some controversy there because it, it appeared that he was kind of the only one able to get it at his. I believe he's sponsored by Nankang and you know they they directly kind of sold it to him or he himself is a supplier and then he was able to get a set kind of before anyone else and 
I think there was a there may be a little drama there, but um, I haven't. I mean, I, I I believe he had some success with it, but um, but other than that, I I haven't really seen really anyone else wear it, run it, especially in endurance racing. So uh, you know that that could be one to kind of look out for in the more track day endurance racing, maybe even autocross. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see. You know, I never heard too much about their uh i never heard too much feedback about their 100 treadwear tire mm. you know yeah i mean it it's it's a the the tires are priced pretty good um so it could be a good option i, I know I, I i saw a little bit i think on their their 100 and maybe on their they had like a 160 um it seemed to perform okay but uh I've never, but not really in a rate, more like a track day kind of testing um, scenario. So, but potentially, I mean, uh, could be another one to, to look out for. It seems to be more biased on that grippier, higher wearing side potentially. But, um, but yeah, that's one maybe I'd like to, to try to compare it to the others. But, but yeah, it's kind of another one, kind of a new player somewhat to at least the the u.s market and and also the the 200 treadwear area so yeah it's always good seeing a new new manufacturer come in absolutely um yeah i mean there, there's so many of these uh i guess one quick i i've never run it but the the federal 595 rs pros i believe i, I think i've seen some teams try to run those it, it doesn't seem like uh maybe definitely you're you're very very that's your that's definitely on the complete that's your your bookend of the budget side of this like kind of budget to expensive tire slash and it seemed to also be similarly the on the low grip side of of the uh of the spectrum of these tires so yeah um, but i think you can get them for like less than 100 bucks a tire so i mean for someone starting out or maybe just wanting something for track days um maybe i think maybe it's popular with the the drift the drift scene too um potentially uh but doesn't seem to be one i would recommend for for yeah like endurance racing or even autocross or or really even track days unless you're just looking for a cheap tire that has pretty good grip um, I think the wear is also, from what I've heard, maybe not the best if you're if you're trying to push it to to keep up with uh, some of those faster tires. So, uh, but yeah, it's another option out there, definitely on the budget side. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I guess then, maybe if you're uh, not super serious, you know, whether it's a track day that you're not trying to win or you and your buddies are just taking your trump car out for the first time that might be a good good option for you is that what it sounds like yeah yeah so um and then i guess another new tire uh i believe uh, around i think it came out sometime in 2020 maybe or at least was the first time i saw it uh is the the cooper rs3r um I think the only time I've really seen it used is the uh, round three racing team. They they raced in Champ Car, and I think now they switched over to WRL. But I think they've been running it all year. Um, 
and I think there they shared some feedback on it, and basically they were saying that they they felt like the grip is comparable to an RE71 with wear comparable to RS4. Now, if that's true, that's that sounds like the my new favorite tire, but uh, right. <laughs> but I haven't seen too many other people try it out yet. So maybe maybe next year or this year, this season, more people might try it out. Um, but if, if that's true, um, I mean, that, that would be another great option to look at. I'm not sure about pricing for it. But I think it's not on the crazy side. Um, but, uh, but if they, if they last as long as they say they are, then potentially could be a good kind of price to performance option. So that's another one I'd you know kind of like to to try, um, um, and then I guess the last one, kind of new news uh, recently, is um, the new Kumo uh, Xta V730. So this is kind of the successor to it's it's very similar to the uh, the Viper ACR tire that uh, some I think some classes at least in autocross were allowed to use and then it was swiftly banned um and then some time attack cars uh, are running them but it was i mean it was so it was designed specifically for the viper acr it it and that car has a pretty high arrow uh a pretty good arrow package and yeah i mean that said a lot that's why they needed that tire specifically was to support that vertical load because that arrow would just blow apart another tire yeah, and I mean, even I think it even blew, still blew apart those tires. I, I remember watching the, it was like a YouTube documentary, or something on them trying to get the ring, uh, the Nurburgring record, and they had many blowouts <laughs> during those attempts. So, yeah, well, I mean, the car was like eighteen hundred pounds of downforce at its top speed, right? Yeah, and, and Nurburgring is not a forgiving track as far as the bumpiness and nope. the curbs and everything. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it was designed specifically for that car, and then some people started to find that it was, you know, kind of you know, some might call it kind of a cheater cheater tire. It's kind of what the RE71 and AO52s are kind of considered that that range is like that kind of cheater tire. It's it seems too good to be 200 tread wear basically it's but uh but yeah this seems to be the v730 it's potentially the kind of successor to that and then available in kind of more common sizes like basically that the viper tire was only available really in those viper sizes which i think was like a 295 front and a 335 rear mm-hmm. so um maybe even a 355 it was, it was big, big tires so yeah. So maybe not every car can really fit them nicely. So potentially here we have uh, more sizes available, and uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see that one. That one might be again on the super high wear but super high grip side. But again, another another one to look out for. I'll, I'll be keeping my eyes peeled for uh, maybe some people running those. The price looks good too, pretty cheap. So, uh, but yeah, that'll be uh, exciting. So. I guess one last thing that's not exciting is uh, I heard some rumors. We talk so much about the RS71 here. 
I heard some rumors about potentially the RE71 maybe kind of going away, um, uh, being discontinued. Uh, I believe last year I saw they in Japan they released the RE71RS or I can't I think that was what it was called and you know uh, there was a lot of hype that potentially that would be you know the the new the new king or the, the successor to the old king um but it doesn't appear that at least yet they there's really any plans to bring it to the US so well that's disappointing so yeah if, if they don't bring the new one to the US and they stop making the old one then that unfortunately could remove one of a one of my favorite tires so i don't know maybe everyone should just uh, go stock up on them right now uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah do that but uh but yeah so whew, that that's a lot of tires and that's, that's just one tread wear <laughs> yeah <laughs> but whew, we, we went through quite a few there yeah we did you know and that still doesn't answer the question of you know maybe Getting a higher tread wear tire to last longer, not make a stop. Does that ever benefit anybody? I assume not. Yeah. Based off the lap yes. time drop. But um, still, just to point out that we're only looking at one tread wear of tire. Yeah, because you got those kind of high performance summer tires like the 260s. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I've heard some teams running those in kind of your your more downpour type uh, conditions. Uh, but yeah, I'd be curious to see if someone tried like kind of like a Michelin Pilot uh, Sport Cup 4S, whatever. There's there's so many yeah. names so long. They've got some um, Super Sports and some PS4Ss and some Cup Twos and. Yeah, yeah, I I know th- those are definitely on the very expensive side, and oh, yeah. even if they Fair. were, my understanding is not they're not any faster and potentially can wear a bit more when you're pushing them that hard, um, like in a racing situation. So, uh, but but yeah, I mean, I I always assume that kind of if a tire is red- readily available, like kind of outside of your maybe Nankangs that people might not know about or basically if the tire is not on tire if the tire is on tire rack and no one's trying it in some autocross class or you know, in an endurance racing just you know just buy it just to try it out to see if it's fast right i just assume kind of the ones you see the most commonly are probably kind of the ones to go for yeah i agree but but yeah i mean yeah, sometime i mean a lot of these series race all around the uh all around the the calendar so you could find yourself in in kind of snowy weathers i mean there's a couple races I, i've seen in the last year or two that and there's one at road america one at barber road atlanta, that one was right? crazy road atlanta uh i haven't gotten to go to any of the snow races but i've seen them and you know maybe you could have a special kind of <laughs> low ambient almost snowing kind of tire but but yeah as far as as far as I've seen, my experience, um, especially in the kind of endurance racing sector, uh, mostly I've seen kind of the RE71, the, the RS4. That seems to be the most popular. Um, and then I'm starting to see maybe some more Falcons, a couple Yokohamas. 
Um, I guess one we didn't talk about was the the Toyo R1R. My understanding is it's it's again just kind of on the it's just not grippy enough and doesn't have really good wear and it's really expensive. So so, but I mean, oof, lots of tires. Um, I mean, we could just I could go on we could go out forever on tires, especially uh, even on like the the theory. Yeah, especially on the technical side. you know, I don't think we need to do that here and now, but if anybody, uh, yeah. we might do it whether you want it or not, but, um, <laughs> if anybody does really want to hear about that, uh, definitely let us know, you know, I mean, a, a tire makes up about 40% of your suspension, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, realistically, all your suspension is going through the tire, which is an elastomer, um, you know, it, it probably plays individually the biggest effect on your car's handling so if you do want to hear more about tires uh definitely reach out and and we can do that you know um yeah and there's interesting there's interesting aspects of uh tire construction you know drop a little free nugget of information for you is um Lots of tires will generate their peak coefficient of friction statically at negative one to negative two degrees of camber. So we had that, um, what was it, episode three, season one, talking about camber. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we were talking about the concept of trying to keep the tire perpendicular with the ground to get more contact. Um, mm-hmm. But based off what I just said with generating more friction at static negative camber, maybe you want your nominal to be, you know, negative one and a half degrees. Who knows? Who knows what you could learn yeah. if we do more tire <laughs> podcasts? Yeah. So, yeah, there's. Yeah, and of course, and what we haven't talked, we haven't even talked about like pressures or. Or a lot, of, you know, a lot of other some of the biggest parts of it. So, really? so yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. So if you want to reach out, or if you just have any questions, or you just want to say hi, you said we have a uh, Instagram now. Well, we should be linking it in the kind of description of of this episode. Um, maybe I'll up. I think I need to update the previous ones too to add it there. Um, but yeah, if we have the Instagram, the Facebook. Um, and I mean, yeah, I mean, if you have any suggestions, you can also email us at motorsports tech talk at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you can also, I mean, the kind of the, without doing anything, the easiest way to really, for us to, to see what you want to hear about is just listening, listening in. We, we can see the numbers. So uh, we're kind of keeping tally of, of which episodes seem to be more popular than others. So, yeah, so look for another arrow episode coming soon. Yeah, that one, that one so far was, uh, even with our minuscule numbers was, was, uh, noticeably higher. So, um, yeah, so yeah, as the, the easiest way to support us is just keep listening and we can figure out what, uh, what you guys like and we'll, we'll try to keep bringing good info out. We just, we just enjoy talking really. We just talk too much. Yeah, pretty much. And I mean, I talk to myself and. If I see Brian, we just talk about cars the whole time. 
Yeah, at I mean, this point, I'm almost anyway. like, at this at this point, I almost don't want to talk to you unless we're recording it, because then, I don't know. It just seems like a waste <laughs> of time, because we'll, we'll talk yeah, about ex- it and record it later. Exactly. So, so. We can be podcast acquaintances. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm only, I'll, I'll only talk to you if it's being recorded, so. Yep. But but yeah, so that should that should do it for this week's more kind of tech focused episode. Um, I think we'll get into more of the you know racing news and stuff as the season kind of starts to wind up again. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so that's that's uh that's this new new season kicked off, and so we hope uh, uh, we hope yeah stick with us here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I mean, hope this was help, this was helpful, and you know, I mean, large part of our audience are you guys, um, autocross, or track day, or budget endurance race. Um, so hopefully, this helps uh, pretty much everyone, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we appreciate you if you listen this long uh, again we thank you for sticking with us and yeah we'll uh we're hoping to put out episodes basically at, at a minimum every week and maybe we'll throw in some bonus ones every once once in a while uh but but yeah we're hoping to be at least weekly on this so uh you know stay tuned we'll we'll keep putting these out so if if you guys keep listening we'll keep making them so yeah uh, th- thanks again for listening and we'll uh we'll talk to you guys talk to you guys again soon bye